thank you, God, I don't feel it yet. Thank you, God, I don't feel it yet. And you keep doing What you're doing is you're drilling. We are drilling for love. It's going to be a geyser that's going to burst out into the heavens, and it's going to be so much water that Jesus promised us. Rivers of living water will flow out of our hearts. If we are born again and have the Holy Spirit, ask God for the Holy Spirit, infilling of the Holy Spirit, you know, and just evidence of just rejoicing and loving and giving thanks to God is the evidence that the Holy Spirit is with us. And, and if you have guilt, if you are oppressed that you lost the Holy Spirit, if you're worried that you're out of sync, out of God, and he's not listening, you're in the right place with the Holy Spirit urging you. So start thanking God and get a hold of your emotions, get a hold of your fears, get a hold and ground everything by praising the Lord for everything that's around you and do the homework, do the work. Discipline. Let us discipline ourselves to do the work and get into the Word of God and read it and get that water and do it for a year. That's the the basis of this college. And this other things that I'm going to read, the Faith to Faith from uh, our book, our choice of book that we're using. The book that we're using right now is called Faith to Faith from the, uh, Gloria and Kenny Copeland, <clears throat> which covers a vast variety of of, of scripture that opens our eyes, our minds, and our hearts to to reveal that we're in the right place, headed in the right direction with the right set of problems and the right challenges. Thanking God that all things are possible with God when we thank God and ask for his counsel. Remember that God was mad at the Israelites because they not asked for his counsel. So our problems are our reminders to ask God for his counsel. Easy does it. Love you, man. Let's get on with it. Here we go. March 1st, faith to faith. Did we pray? Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for all our circumstances in our lives. We thank you for our fears. We thank you for the economy. We thank you, Father, for what's going on in the nations and the countries and the rumors of wars and earthquakes and famines and all these things, Lord God, and that the second coming of Jesus Christ, Lord. We just thank you and we wait for you, Lord God, and we're busy, Lord, by thanking you for our circumstances and reading your scriptures and waiting upon Maranatha. Come, Lord Jesus, come quickly and be part of our lives, Lord. We surrender ourselves to you, Lord. Take us as we are. Hold us in your arms, Jesus, and fix us. Fix us, Jesus, spirit, soul, and body, that we may be one with you, Jesus, that we accept the love of the Father. We accept the care of the Father. We accept his, his forgiveness. We accept his love, and we thank you for that, Lord, and we receive it through the arms of Jesus Christ. Amen. And whatever we give to Jesus, he will fix, and it will never be a problem again. Amen. That's the promise. That's the kind of God we have, guys. We go to him, and we do all that we can, and we give it to him. Turn it over. He will fix it. And the basic problem is not able to open up and receive more of God's love. That's why we do that curriculum, that First John 1 through 5. And you can change it up, guys. You can New Living Testament, Amplified Bible, Passion Bible, 
uh, the Message Bible. You do it with different kinds of uh, translations, and you have a hundred to choose from, so you will not. Become a good student, okay? Conquer those books. I'm asking you to know each chapter, each person. Conquer those chapters that I told you. It'll take you about 35 minutes to read through them, and the rewards will be remarkable. The love of God will flow out of your heart so strong, so so much, it will flood an entire country and continent, the love of God. You, through Jabez prayer, the Jabez prayer will come real in your lives. It say, oh, that you would bless me indeed, okay? And that you would enlarge my territory, that your hand would be upon me, and that you would keep me from evil, all evil. God will cover us, and God perform what we requested. Jabez prayer. In Second Chronicles 4.10. Now remember that when we said indeed in our work, that you will bless me in my actions. Indeed. We're going forward. We're not just sitting with our welfare check, but we're working the words of God into the air, into our surroundings. We're planting ourselves in the heavens by reading 1 John 1 through 5 and John 14, 15, 16, and 17. That's what I did, folks. That's what I did for a year. I didn't think my life was going bunkers. And someone of good repute that had a lot of fruit on their tree, a lot of evidence of influencing millions of people, I followed their advice. They said, if you have problems especially financial problems. Read 1 John 1 through 5, and you'll see it. And so I did. And sure enough, we got a plan, we got a system, and everything got took a while, not that long, a year, year, year and a half, and everything was under control. No more fear of finances. No more fear of the future. No more fear if I'm in God's will or not. Everything uh, happened the way the man said. So I want you to be a testimony of this Bible college curriculum that in here you heard what you needed to hear. You, we have to do some work, folks. we got to churn and get that word of God into our hearts and discipline ourselves and stay there. I usually find out when I get pupils to do that, they, they don't see... Uh, Jesus coming as a warrior to conquer everything. In this format, you see Jesus riding on a, on a domicile donkey, a very, that eats grass and is not angry. And he's just riding in as triumphant entry into your, into your heart. And folks, I don't know what to tell you. If you bulk and you start something and then you put it out because it's too repetitious, it's too boring, or just says the same thing over and over again, you you commit it. When you commit, <clears throat> that's you commit it to me, to God, to yourself, to the universe, to everything, your circumstances, that you're gonna do it. And you you just do it, you grow up. You made a decision. And stop quacking, because I've seen the people that stop reading it. They read it for a month or so, and they, they say, oh, no, I'm going to read Moses. I'm going to read this. Proverbs is more stronger stuff. And, oh, man, and, and they, they, their minds cannot have the discipline to read it over and over again. And they end up worse, you know, they end up getting worse or even homeless. 
you know, the people we're working with. We tell them, hey, man, you, if you can read, you can become a millionaire. You can read. If you don't, you can, if you can can read and won't read, you're no you're no better than a person that can't read. You know, there's no education. You ever meet someone that's well read? They're extremely uh, enthusiastic, right? They got they got a, a gleam in their eye, and they're full of awareness and love life and interesting. And you ever read a person that can't that don't read? They're dull, they're complaining, they're and they just can't wait for you to get out of their face. And There's no spiritual uh, in, encounters. I love you. I hope, I hope you, you read that. That's the curriculum here. All right, let's move on. Today's reading comes from the book, Faith to Faith, March 1st. I'm going to try and read five of them to catch up to March 5th. Here we go. Let God rub off on you from Gloria Copeland. She's using Romans 8.29 from the Amplified Bible. It says, For those whom he foreknew, of whom he was aware and loved beforehand, he also destined from the beginning to be molded into the image of his Son and share inwardly his likeness. The Amplified Bible. As a believer, you're destined to be molded into the image of Jesus to grow in spirit until you look just like him. God's supernatural power began the process the moment you were born again. You were changed on the inside instantly. How successful you are in allowing this change to progress to the outer man is mostly up to you. We grow up spiritually, just like we grow up physically. By the way, our spirits are bigger than our bodies. Our spirit man is, is nine feet. Uh, I, you see it every once in a while. There's a strong person inside of us. What can you do to speed this growing process along? Spend more time pursuing the things of the spirit than you spend pursuing the things of the flesh. TikTok, YouTube. Become dedicated to the word of God and to follow fellowship with him. Be willing to pull aside from busy things of life and get alone with him so he can guide you, teach you, and share his likeness with you. Have you ever noticed that if you spend time around people who have strong personalities, you will automatically be affected by them? You'll find yourself doing the things they do. Their mannerism will rub off on you. You can't help it. They just influence you, especially if they are people you respect and admire. The same thing is true in your relationship with God. If you spend enough time with him, he's going to rub off on you. His ways will become your ways. So make yourself available to him, praying in the spirit, and worshiping, Lord, we love you, we praise you, we exalt you, singing songs, country songs, whatever song you can when you have a chance, and loving on him, fall in love with the Lord through worship and praise and worship. Hang around his word and the people who love his word and live it. Hallelujah. Before you know it, you'll begin to notice yourself changing. You'll have 25% more rapids on your step. You'll find your character becoming more like his. You'll begin to think like he does and talk like he does and walk like he does and act like he does. You'll, you'll have 
faith to, to go pray for that lady that's across the street that can't get walk properly. His image will begin to shine forth in you. Amen. Now, uh, they want us to read 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 5. Let me use the Amplified Bible. I got my Bible here because I think the Word of God jumps at us a little better than the electronic one. I don't know why. I just I want to make sure I'm not missing anything, shortchanging our existence here by the printed material. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 5 through 18. This is going to be a long day, folks. <laughs> here we go. What? After all, this is the NIV. Is Apollos, and what is Paul? Only servant. Who am I? Only a servant. Through whom you come to believe, as the Lord has assigned to each his task. I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God has been making it grow. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. The one who plants and the one who waters have one purpose. And they will be each rewarded according to their own labor. For, for we are co-workers in God's service. You are God's field, God's building. By the grace of God has given me, I laid a foundation as a wise builder. And someone else is building on it. But each one should build with care. For no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. If anyone builds on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stone, wood, hay, or straw, their work will be shown for what it is, because the day will bring it to light. It will be revealed with fire, and the fire will test the quality of each person's work. If what has been built survives, the builder will receive a reward. If it is burnt up, the builder will suffer loss, but yet will be saved, even though only as one escaping through the flames. Don't you know that you yourself are God's temple and that God's spirit dwell in your midst? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy that person. For God's temple is sacred and you together are the temple. Do not deceive yourself. If any of you think you are wise by the standards of his age, you should become fools so that you can become wise. Wow, isn't that so cool? That verse, do not deceive yourself. We are always walking with deception because we're trying to protect ourselves, our interests, and so forth. And you don't blame us, you know. We have to have self-preservations. Okay? But when we overdo it, we don't understand when we overdone it. So that's why we, we thank the God for our lives, for his counsel, and then we will know where we're at in reality. If any of you think you are wise by the standards of this age, you know, you're running around a nice car, nice dignities, you look good, you should become fools, okay, so that you may become wise. And then you better thank God that you're a fool because the foundation is laid so that then you can become wise. You can, when you fall down, you can only look up and you thank God you fell down and then you'll get up. Someone will help you get up. And you will always give that person the credit that he helped you get out of that, that pit. And you will become wise and help others out. Is this too strong for you? Let me give it to you in the Passion Translation. 
which I have right here. All right, looks like we're gonna, we're onto something, so it's kind of hard to go through it as fast as I wanted to. Okay, here we go. The Passion Translations. First Corinthians chapter three, I got a Bible on that. I need to start using my Bibles more. Uh, like all of us, right? First Corinthians chapter 3, Passion Translation. Starting with verse 5 to 18. Who is Apollos, really? Or who is Paul? Aren't we both just servants through whom you believe our message? Aren't each of us doing the ministry the Lord has assigned us to us? I was the one who planted the church and Apollos came and cared for it. But it was God who caused it to grow. This means the one who plants is not anybody special, nor the one who waters. For God is the one who brings the supernatural growth. Now, the one who plants and the one who waters are equally important and on the same team, but each will be rewarded for his own work. We are co-workers with God, and you are God's cultivated garden. The house he is building, God has given me unique gifts as a skilled master builder who lays a good foundation. Afterwards, another craftsman comes and builds on it. So builders beware. Let every builder do his work carefully according to God's standards, for no one is empowered to lay an alternative foundation other than the good foundation that exists, which is Jesus Christ. The quality of materials used by anyone building on this foundation will soon be made apparent. Whether it has been built with gold, silver, and costly stones, or wood, hay, and straw, their work will soon become evident, for the day will make it clear, because it will be revealed by blazing fire, and the fire will test and prove the workmanship of each builder. If his work stands the test of fire, he will be rewarded. If his work is consumed by the fire, he will suffer great loss. Yet he himself will bear escape destruction like one being rescued out of a burning house. Don't you realize that together you have become God's inner sanctuary and that the Spirit of God makes his permanent home in you? Now, if someone desecrates God's inner sanctuary, God will desecrate him. For God's inner sanctuary is holy, and that is exactly who you are. So, why fool yourself and live under an illusion? Make no mistake about it, if anyone thinks he is wise by the world's standards, he will may be made wiser by being a fool for God. Amen and amen. The word of the Lord. Let me read a couple more here. For what the world says is wisdom is actually foolishness in God's eyes, as it is written, the cleverness of the know-it-alls become the trap that ensnares them. And again, the Lord sees right through the clever reasoning of the wise and knows that it is all a sham. So don't be proud of your alliance to any human leader, for actually you are already have everything. It has been given to your benefits. You have everything. Whether it is Paul or Apollos or Peter the Rock, or whether it is the world or life or death, or whether it is the present or the future, everything belongs to you. And now you are joined to the Messiah who is joined to God. Hallelujah. 
Now, let us go to the, uh, let us shift gears and go to the New Living Testament and read what the Recovery Bible has to say about that. Because I think it's going to hit it over the fence, guys. It's going to dramatically uh, uh, increase our recovery program, our quality of life. And wasn't that Passion Translation a bomb? Wasn't it just incredibly well written? Let us thank God for the scholars and the people that have labored countless and thousands of hours to bring this information to us so we can live rightly, beautifully, the way it's state that we're all in this house or we're all in this boat together, you know, and God holds the boat up and he supplies everything we need in this SS Superdome Jesus Christ uh, vessel that we're in. Amen. And we don't desecrate it. Here we go again. Now I'm going to read what the uh, what I just read through the uh, the recovery Bible. Okay, it says, As we progress in recovery, we are to reach out to others as we tell them about our deliverance, hoping to help them turn their lives around. These verses should encourage us, even when the message doesn't seem to be getting through. We can leave the results in God's hands. Sometimes people respond to our stories immediately and enter recovery. At other times, our words are only seeds that over time will grow and lead someone to be changed by God's power. Perhaps we are just one of many people God will use to change someone's life. One thing is sure, if we speak out, God will use us to change lives. Man, that is so beautiful. That's, that was out of verse 5 and 6. Let me read that out of the New Living Testament. After all, who is Apollos, who is Paul, we are only God's servants through whom you believe the good news. Each of us did the work the Lord gave us, our testimony. I planted the seeds in your heart and Apollos watered it, but it was God who made it grow. Amen. And that happened to me. I went to Alcoholic Anonymous and they planted the seed in me. And then years back, I came back because I liked the rough edge, the 80 grit sandpaper, the men, iron, sharpened iron, men to men, telling you, you know, stand up, be of service, take a secretary position. If you think you're so tough, uh, help others, run a meeting, start your own club, put your own money down and start your own club. Start your own progress. I went to a meeting. There's 33 people in there. They tell me that on, I started it about 13 years ago. Told the wife we're going to make pancakes and invite the homeless to this meeting. And today they, they have pancakes on, on one day out of the month. On the business day, they have a breakfast. They grill it outside because they can't grill it inside the rented room. And they have, and they have a speaker and then they have a business meeting. They get people to go to their business meeting. It's a happening, happening all over the Northern California area meeting. It's, it's been the, the, they are powered in there and God did it. When I started the meeting, I, I, I walked in the room and no one was there. So I started clapping my hands and saying, let there be prosperity in Jesus name. Prosperity to the north. Prosperity to the east, prosperity to the west, prosperity to the south. Clapping my hands, walking through the empty chairs. Today, folks, there's 33 people. Hardly any 
breath of air, needs fresh air in there. And they had gotten so wise because of all the, the hurts that had happened because of COVID. You know, instead of giving all their money away, they saved it. So in case that happened, they had three treasuries. They're, they're intelligently running the business uh, with a prudent fund so no one would die. You say, oh, yeah, empty the bank account. They're going to steal it. Big deal. What about if they don't steal it? Okay. You got three people handling the account. And they're by, they got, they, with their account and their savings, they were able to save an Alana club. They loaned money to the Alana club who, who pays the rent on the rooms and you have NA that couldn't pay. And then you got AA, other groups in the evening. Our group comes in at nine in the morning. And you know what? They told me they didn't want my group there. They told me that God cannot even pay the bills. I told them, God will help me pay the bills. And they said, God can't pay the bills. One guy got in my corner and goes, why do you want to start a group? Who are you? By what authority do you want to start a group in the morning? And I said, well, it's because it's, it's, it's the right thing to do. You got an empty room here. And you guys are using it in the afternoon and the evenings. But no one's coming in the morning. And I like the spot 9 a.m. to 10. And I like to rent it $20 an hour. They gave it to me. I paid in advance. And they, they, the people, the other people complained to the Atlanta club said, why did you give them the room? And they said, well, we can do whatever we want. We're not having enough money to pay our rent, our bills. We need the resources. And today that meeting has saved. And this is the information I've gotten from other people that saw me build the, and struggle living almost 400 miles away and starting a group. Anyway, I'm talking too much. Let me get back to the reading. And uh, thank you so much. I just wanted to give God the credit that he, the sanctuary of God was built strong and lives are being saved. I don't know much, but I know this one thing. Read the big book, dummy. You have a problem? Read. Problem, problem with alcohol? Read the big book of Alcoholic Anonymous, the first 104 pages, or 164 if you like, but read it and get it into your arms, get it into your heart and your mind, and alcohol will never be a problem again. Stupidity and foolishness will never be a problem again. Amen. I've been drinking a lot of coffee, guys. Excuse me for being taking it in that route. Let us get back to the rest of the reading. Uh, on verses 13 to 15, it says, oh, you ever been to a Bible study like this? 13 and 15 say, what does it say? But on the judgment day, fire will reveal what kind of work each builder has done. The fire will show if a person's work has any value. If the work survives, the builder will receive a reward. But if the work is burned up, <clears throat> the builder will suffer great loss. The builder will be saved, but, but like someone barely escaping through a wall of flames. Amen. <clears throat> Many of us struggle with denial because the truth is so painful. We avoid the truth about our sins so we won't have to make difficult changes in our lives. But no matter how much we hide from our mistakes, in time, they will come back to haunt us. Allowing our dependencies to continue unchecked will lead to painful consequences. Here we are permitted that those consequences continue into eternity. A day of reckoning will come. Have we put our lives in God's hands? 
As we turn our lives over to him, he will help us build on a solid foundation. When the day of reckoning arrives, we will be standing. Amen. Beautiful, huh? And concerning uh, verses 18 through 20, that says, Stop deceiving yourself. If you think you are wise by this world's standards, you need to become a fool to be truly wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness to God, as the scripture says. He traps the wise in the snare of their own cleverness. And again, the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise. He knows they are worthless. As I'm reading this, I remember that... Um, that they busted a congressman on his underwear with a, in another town drunk with a, with a whore, with a prostitute, and he just messed up all his wisdom and everything he had. A congressman. That's, that's what got to my mind. He traps the wise in the snare of their own cleverness. Okay. Now reading uh, the, uh, the recovery Bible says, and that, it is possible for intelligence to hinder progress in recovery. As we analyze the steps we are asked to take, we may find them somewhat foolish or demeaning. The truth is, sometimes following God's plan will not make perfect sense to us. We may wonder how entrusting our lives to God can change anything. We might even find that following God's will is embarrassing at times, True understanding often happens only as we take steps to obey God's program for healing. We may be better off throwing aside our need to analyze and understand so that we can experience God's healing power through simple faith and obedience. Did you hear that, folks? We need to thank God when we don't understand. Thank God for the toughness of the program. Thank God that we have to do and look at our past and our denial. Thank God that we don't know it all. If we think we know it all and we made a commitment to go through this and now we're backing up on our decision, start thanking God that you can do this. Thanking God. If it's, if it's, it's thanking God that it's too simple. I used to think that it was, it was too simple. Eight and ninth grade. The reason one, there was a blockage there. I started thanking God for the simplicity and broke through and realized that I had a lot of denial problems, a lot of anger issues, a lot of uh, irresponsible, or I had a lot of good intentions that, that were getting in the way of my reality. You ever have good intentions of getting away? Yes, we do. Let me read this again. Uh, some of it. True understanding often happens only. What did I say? True understanding. You know, the, the, the more closer we get to truth, which is God, the more understanding we have of our failties and our wrongs and, and, and our position. In true humbleness, it knows that we were created by a power greater than ourselves. That's true humbleness. And we give that true humbleness fear, respect, that they can stomp on us like a bug. And they don't. They keep giving us mercy, and then we get keep taking advantage of the mercy, and then we become, what do we call? More demanding. True understanding often happens only as we take steps to obey God's program for healing. Okay? Obedience in taking steps to God's program for healing. This is where a man becomes a man, a woman becomes a woman. When they obey, regardless of what their mind is telling them, they go obey and they say, I'm going to get through this program even if I fail. 
Even if it kills me, I'm going to get through this program. I don't usually use that word kill, but that's the kind of commitment you got to make. I'm going to do this no matter what. I'm going to pass if I get foolishly, if I look foolish, act foolish, talk foolish, I'm going to get through this program no matter what. Okay, I'm going to tell someone my fourth and fifth step no matter what. I'm going to get this out of the way no matter what. Okay. We may be better off throwing aside our need to analyze and understand so that we can experience God's healing power through simple faith and obedience. Faith and obedience. Whew. Faith is from God, the love of God. Obedience gives us love. And love gives us faith. Only obey is a happier, softer way. Let's go ahead and pray. That's the end of this segment. Thank you for coming on today's segment. I've been drinking a lot of coffee. I went for a walk. And I'm grateful to be here and be alive and be your journalist of what works in our lives. In Jesus' name, let's go ahead and pray. The Our Father. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Keep coming back, folks. It works when you work it. Thank you, everyone. God bless you. Give them heaven. Greetings. Welcome to today's Bible College. We're going to be reading March 6th of Faith to Faith. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Welcome, welcome. I hope you're having a great, uh, wonderful week in existence and are enjoying the victory that we have through Christ Jesus and listening to the word, expecting a miracle, and by the blood of the Lamb and the wonderful water, and speaking by the Holy Spirit, we pick up these promises and we bring them to life. We say, yes, Lord, the supply will come. It will come. If we should have it, it will surely come. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for the joys and the victory in living this land. In Jesus' name, amen. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Victory and praise and glory unto his name. I got it. But let's go ahead and uh, begin our session. We thank you, Lord, for today's uh, reading. And today is called Victory Praise by Gloria Copeland. When he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers to sing to the Lord and praise him in their holy priest garments as they went out before the army, saying, Give thanks to the Lord, for his mercy and loving kindness endure forever. Please say this along with me. Say, We give thanks to the Lord, for his mercy and loving kindness endures forever. Again, We give thanks to the Lord, for his mercy and loving kindness endures forever. One more time. We give thanks to the Lord for his mercy and loving kindness endure forever. Amen. 
Second Chronicles 2021, 20, Amplified Bible. In order to activate God's promises, we need to say them like just we did to open up the good and old way, the, the path that we should walk in. And we give thanks to the Lord. We praise him for his mercy and his loving kindness that is a continual path forever. Amen. Gloria goes on to say, praise precedes victory. In other words, we praise and then we get the victory. We praise and then we expect the miracle. We praise and good things happen after we praise and acknowledge the Lord. Amen. You can see a graphic example of that in 2 Chronicles 20. There, the Bible tells us that a multitude of forces was marching against Israel. The army of Israel was so outnumbered, they literally didn't know what to do. So they fasted and prayed until they received a word from God. Be not afraid or dismayed at this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Second Chronicles 20.15, the Amplified Bible. Let's go ahead and say that together. Let's be not afraid or dismayed of these great situations, for the battle is not ours, but God's. Amen. Gloria goes on to say, Do you know what they did in response to that word? They put together a praise choir. That's right. They appointed singers and praisers and sent them out in front of the army. And when that choir began to sing, the word tells us that the Lord set ambushments against the men who had come against Judah, and they were self-slaughtered. <laughs> when it was all over, not one Israelite had fallen, and not one of their enemies had escaped. What's more, when they came to take the spoil, they found so many cattle, goods, garments, and other precious things. It took them three whole days to haul it all home. Now that's victory, and it all began with praise. Are you looking for that kind of victory today? Then stand up and shout, glory, glory, glory. After all, you're in the same situation those Israelites were in. In other words, we have an army marching against us, but Jesus has already defeated it. He won the battle for us on resurrection morning. All that's left for us to do is to trust him, fasting and praying if we have to, and settling down, and start to praise, begin to praise. Sound out those praises today. Speak them, sing them, declare them in the face of your enemy. Once he hears them, he'll know he doesn't even stand a chance. Hallelujah. And reading for today is Second Chronicles 21 through 22. Kind of interesting that this is today. Today I got up and I started singing those old little songs that I used to sing with my grandchildren when they were small. This is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made, that the Lord has made. I will rejoice. I will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made. It's interesting to see how Lazy, I felt, 
lying there and how I'm trying to spark the spark. And then I notice that if I keep on praising him and running through the songs, another song that came to my mind this morning before I read the title of this um, teaching today was, uh, I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. The Lord liveth, and blessed be the rock, and blessed be the rock of my salvation. The Lord liveth, and blessed be the rock, and let the God of my salvation be exalted. Amen. I started that way before I got out of bed today. I haven't done it in a while. If I tell you the truth, I usually just praise the Lord. But I can I can feel the Holy Spirit giving me the songs and feeding me His favorite songs. And I'm wondering, we have to start to spark. We're we're the lighter, you know. The Holy Spirit is the firecracker, you know. And then the Lord will get excited and He'll come in and He'll start singing along with us and energize us. And we, we're giving thanks to the Lord and acknowledging His mercy and His loving kindness for today, just for today. We praise the Lord for, let all that I am praise the Lord. I will praise the Lord as long as I live. That's Psalm 146, 1 and 2. Amen. And that, my friends, has been our, our inheritance, our, our, man, our benefits. I'm what does the benefit say in uh, Psalm 103? Bless the Lord, O my soul, and bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of His benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. Yay! Amen. Notice that the word iniquity, I'm not sure about this, but, but through observation, I believe the word iniquity is our own doing. What is our part in the situation? What is our own part in the situation that has caused us diseases? The Lord forgives us for eating too much candy, bread, soda pop, and cigarettes, and, you know, just uh, desecrating the temple of God, which who we are. One of the best ways to do is to write down everything you're eating, everything you're saying, write it down on a ledger, on a planner, and then write down every exercise you're doing for that day. Remember, the uh, two-minute exercise is... If you haven't touched those weights, touch them for two minutes. Do something with them for two minutes, for uh, at least for 30 days. So we can uh, we can get the habit again started. If, if you've done it before, it won't be long. The machines we bought, the machines we have out there, the walkers. And taking a walk. Take a two-minute walk. <laughs> I tried taking a two-minute walk yesterday. I must have walked for about 22 minutes, and I prayed, and I had a great time. 
Just get out there and do everything for two minutes if you haven't done it in a while and do it on a daily basis. Two-minute prayers, two-minute on your knees, two-minute praise, two-minute exercises, two minutes of talking good to yourself in the mirror. Like, for instance, I, I have a light bulb in there that flickers on purpose. I bought it some kind of internet. I couldn't hook it up, but it just flickers back and forth, a little bit of light, a little bit. Of, it just, uh, it keeps two light, <clears throat> lights going, one constant and then one that just kind of flickers a little bit. So it kind of tell, it tells me to say that prayer that Jabez or the, uh, the Habakkuk prayer. It reminds me of the Habakkuk prayer that says, Yea, though the supply for it is not here yet, but it will come. If we should have it, it will surely come. Amen. Then you high-five all the angels around you. You high-five, you thank the Lord, you praise Him. He likes to be in, in it. And He likes for us to walk in faith. Okay? It's a faith statement that keeps our hearts open. It keeps the conduit open for to the Lord and the what we confess, we possess, praise God. And we're always in it to win it through this process of attitude is everything, folks. Every, attitude is everything. Okay, let me go ahead and read uh, 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verses 1 through 22 in the New Living Testament. After this, the armies of the Moabites, Ammonites, and some of the Munites, Melnites, Declare war on Jehoshaphat. Messages came, told Jehoshaphat, A vast army from Edom is marching against you from beyond the Dead Sea. They are already at Hasazan, Tamar. This was another name for Engedi. Jehoshaphat was terrified by this news and begged the Lord for guidance. He begged the Lord for guidance. He also ordered everyone in Judah to begin fasting. So people from all the towns of Judah came to Jerusalem to seek the Lord's help. Jehoshaphat stood before the community of Judah and Jerusalem in front of the new courtyard of the temple of the Lord. He prayed, O Lord, God of our ancestors, you alone are the God who is in heaven. You are ruler over all the kingdom of the earth. You are powerful and mighty. No one can stand against you. O our God, did you not drive out those who live in this land when you... When your people Israel arrived, and did not you give this land forever to the descendants of your friend Abraham? Your people settled here and built this temple to honor your name. They said, whenever we face within any calamity, such as war, plague, or famine, we can come to stand in your presence before this temple where your name is honored. We can cry out to you to save us, and you will hear us and rescue us. And now see what the armies of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir are doing. You would not let our ancestors invade those nations when Israel left Egypt. So they went around them and did not destroy them. Now see how they reward us. For they have come to throw us out of your land, which you gave us as an inheritance. O oh, our God, won't you stop them? We are powerless against this mighty army that is about to attack us. We do not know what to do, but we are looking for you for help. As all the men of Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, wives, and children, 
The Spirit of the Lord came upon one of the men standing there. His name was Jahaziel, son of Zechariah, son of Benaniah, son of Jael, son of Mataniel, a Levite who was a descendant of Azar. He said, Listen, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem. Listen, King Jehoshaphat, this is what the Lord says. Do not be afraid. Don't be discouraged by this mighty army, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow, march out against them. You will find them coming up through the ascent of Ziz at the end of the valley that opens into the wilderness of Jeruel. But you will not even need to fight. Take your positions and stand still and watch the Lord's victory. He is with you, O people of Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Go out against them tomorrow, for the Lord is with you. Then King Jehoshaphat bowed low with his face to the ground, and all the people of Judah and Jerusalem did the same, worshiping the Lord. Then the Levite from the clans of Kohat and Korah stood to praise the Lord, the God of Israel, with a very loud shout. Early the next morning, the army of Judah went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. On the way, Jehoshaphat stopped and said, Listen to me, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you will be able to stand firm. Believe in his prophets, and you will succeed. After consulting the people, the king appointed singers to walk ahead of the army, singing to the Lord and praising him for his holy splendor. This is what they sang. Give thanks to the Lord. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord. His faithful love endures forever. Let's say that together. Give thanks to the Lord. His faithful love endures forever. At the very moment they began to sing and give praise, the Lord caused the armies of Ammon, Moab, and Monsir to start fighting among themselves. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Beautiful, beautiful word of God. Amen. And now, let's go ahead and give you a, a psalm or two. Psalm 66. Shout joyful praises to God, all the earth. Sing about the glory of his name. Tell the world how glorious he is. Say to God, how awesome are your deeds. Your enemies cringe before your mighty power. Everything on earth will worship you. They will sing your praises, shouting your name and glorious songs. Come and see what our God has done, That what awesome miracles he performed for people. He made a dry path through the Red Sea and his people went across on foot there we rejoice in him, for by his great power he rules forever. He watches every moment, every movement of the nations. Let no rebel rise in defiance. Let the whole world bless our God and loudly sing his praises. Our lives are in his hands and he keeps our feet from stumbling. You have tested us, O God. You have purified us like silver. You capture us in your net and laid the burden of slavery on our backs. 
Then you put a leader over us. We went through the fire and flood, but you brought us to a place of great abundance. Now I come to your temple with burnt offerings to fulfill the vows I made to you. Yes, the sacred vows that I made when I was in deep trouble. That is why I'm sacrificing burnt offerings to you, the best of my rams, as a pleasing aroma and as a sacrifice of bulls and male goats. Come, listen, all you who fear God, and I will tell you what he did for me. For I cried out to him for help, praising him as I spoke. If I had not confessed the sins in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. But God did listen. He paid attention to my prayer. Praise God who did not ignore my prayer or withdraw his unfailing love from me. Amen. Praise God in the highest. Praise the Lord in the highest. Psalms 96. Sing a new song to the Lord. Let the whole earth sing to the Lord. Sing to the Lord, praise His name. Each day proclaim the good news that He saves. Publish His glorious deeds among the nations. Tell everyone about the amazing things He does. Great is the Lord. He is most worthy of praise. He is to be feared above all gods. The gods of the nations are mere idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Honor and majesty surround Him. Strength and beauty fill His sanctuary. O nations of the world, recognize the Lord. Recognize that the Lord is glorious and strong. Give to the Lord the glory He deserves. Bring your offerings and come into His courts. Worship the Lord in all His holy splendor. Let all the earth tremble before Him. Let all the nations. The Lord reigns. The world stands firm and cannot be shaken. Let all the nations say, the Lord reigns. Say that with me. Say, the Lord reigns. He will judge all people fairly. Let the heavens be glad and the earth rejoice. Let the sea and everything in it shout his praise. Let the fields and their crops burst out with joy. Let the trees of the forest sing for joy before the Lord, for he is coming. He is coming to judge the earth. He will judge the world with justice and the nations with his truth. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Reading the Recovery Bible on this chapter we just read, 2 Chronicles chapter 20, I like to go through some of the verses that I love and stood out to me. Uh, the one, take your positions, then stand still and watch the Lord's victory. He is with you, O people of Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Go out against him tomorrow, for the Lord is with you. And that's verse 17. And I say to you, for the Lord Jesus Christ is inside you and around you. The Father in heaven is, is there waiting to do and help you as a father helps a child. Stand still. Stay on the grass. Get your Bible. Relax. Get a pen and paper and wait for the Lord. For he, his spirit is right there with you. Oh, blessing, loving kindness unto you, child of God. Do not be discouraged or afraid. Go out against them. Wait for the Lord, for the Lord is with you. And then he said, Listen to me, you who are waiting on the Lord and are grounded and 
I stop fretting and believe in the Lord your God and his prophets in these words and you will succeed. Stand firm, be still and see the Lord coming tomorrow. For the battle is not yours, but God. Hallelujah. Listen, all you people, do not be afraid. This is what the Lord says. Do not be discouraged for these mighty situations that are coming against you. Hallelujah, for the Lord's Spirit is coming upon you to instruct you and teach you. So be ready with pen and paper and get in the habit of waiting on the Lord for his instructions. For the Lord God has promised you, he loves you, you are the seed of Abraham and the, and the child of the Most High. So give thanks to the Lord for his faithful love endures forever. Amen. God is in charge of our world. He is master over everything. Trust in his sovereignty is going our way. Trust in his sovereignty is the basis for victory and recovery. As we learn to believe in God's control, even when things aren't going our way, our lives can be serene in the midst of conflict. We can know that God desires what is best for us. Seeking his will and consistently obeying his directions for our lives will always lead us to a successful atmosphere, recovery, and easy does it method. If God is on our side, even the greatest difficulty will not stand in the way of our victory. Just as God's messenger, Jehaziel, spoke to the people of Israel, urging them to trust in God's power to deliver them. God speaks to us in the Bible. He calls upon us to trust in Him. The most common command in all of Scripture is, Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. God often pronounces this command when the surrounding circumstances are terrible. God shows us repeatedly that no matter how terrible the circumstance, He is able to give us victory. All we need to do is to trust in Him. It is hard for some of us to give up control. We want to do things our own way, and we want the credit for success. God told the people of Judah to stand still and watch as he gave them this great victory. In recovery, in everything else, we must learn to give our battles to God. Whether we like it or not, we cannot win them alone. With God's help, however, no enemy is too large or too terrible. If we are willing to put our lives into God's hands, God will give us the victory. In Psalm 103, verses 1 through 5, it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. That means your liver, your heart, your brain, your eyes, your ears, every hair, every particle in your body, every cell. Bless his holy name. And then bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not, do not forget all his benefits. That's how we activate his benefits, folks, like we said earlier. We say them out loud. We already have the Holy Spirit in us. We're already rejoicing and, and, and having heaven on earth. And we praise the Lord. Let all that I am praise the Lord. I will praise the Lord as long as I live. Amen. Sing it into the air. Now, this is important. The next verse, it says, 
for he forgives all our iniquities. Again, iniquities is our laziness, our not reading the word of God and not believing, dropping our guard, watching too much CNI or too much television, too much sports, getting when we know that we haven't earned it. What's earning it? When you read a couple hours and you praise the Lord and you do your studies, then we have earned it to have a little recreation. But we have gone year after year, month after month, day after day, watching the thing and have not earned it, and we know it. You know it, I know it, you can feel it, you can sense it. The Lord is standing there with patience and love, holding his word, asking you. He wants to be right with us, but he comes through us through his word. Especially our own voice, not listening, but getting into the word of God, looking at it with our eyes. Give thanks to the Lord, his faithful love endures forever. That printed material comes out of there and changes us. And then the verse goes, he says, he heals all your diseases. Laziness and lack of, of control of our time is a disease. A disease is chocolate, TV, talking too much, pornography, gambling, drinking, brawling. A disease. He heals all our diseases because it started with iniquities. It started with temptations. The little Deliver us from temptation. Keep us from temptation, from iniquities. Then he heals all our diseases, the causes, okay? He gets us upright and helps us to stand upright. And he delivers us from the grave. That's where we're going. We're going to a grave without the Lord. So he delivers us from not being saved. He delivered us from the grave. And on top of that, after we're cleaned up and delivered, he crowns us with loving kindness and tender mercies. Favors, folks. Who wouldn't want to have the loving kindness of the Lord in his favor? And he supplies our mouth. He gives our mouth good things so that our youth is renewed like the eagles. And that means at whatever age we are, he invigorates us. He renews our youth. He gives us inspiration and a joy to be at whatever age we are because we are living here in heaven. We're living in the heavens and we're living here and we're one with Jesus and everything is 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 good. All is well in heaven. So all is well becomes now. You understand the scriptures are just amazing how they turn us on and they help us to believe. Matthew 19, 26, with God, all things are possible. Amen and amen. Have a great day, family. Let's go ahead and close with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Give them heaven, family. Keep coming back. I love you. Let me give you an electronic hug. High five. You're my kind of people. You're, you're good. You're a good person, and I love you.